You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Wednesday, so it's time for Wayne on Wednesday. And Wayne McCurry is a portfolio manager at FNB Wealth and Investment in Johannesburg. Wayne, three R's today resources, retailers, and rates. Resources stocks have come to the fore with lots of results and trading updates and production reports and retailers with trading updates and results coming out next week, I think it is, and the week after, and interest rates in the United States tonight. What would you like to focus on in the 12 or so minutes we've got? Look, to be honest, the interest rates tonight in America is a foregone conclusion. You know, that it is possible, an outside possibility that they will increase rates by a percent, mm. but I doubt that in the extreme. So I think it's just going to be the 0.75 and that will that will be it. So I, I think the market's fully discounted that one. Of course, maybe a bigger story eventually could be the when the Fed minutes come out and what they say and you know what the commentary is might have a market, but I don't a market effect. But tonight, I don't think there's going to be much of an effect. If it was fifty basis points, one percent, the market yeah, would, re- would, would, be ex- would would be would react quite differently, wouldn't? It? I mean, there would be some yes, sort of short term convulsion, if you like. Correct. Yes, and and but I but I doubt that absolutely in the extreme. I don't think we're going to get that at all. So I think it. I think it really think it is 0.75. Yeah, and and, and then yeah. nothing will happen, or something will happen, or people will say, okay, bring it on. What's what's next? And the market might even rally because the results that have come out from Wall Street, or not Wall Street, from Silicon Valley, have been pretty good, Wayne. They've they've been they've yeah. been remarkably resilient. Yes, they have been. Look, I suppose you could make a very strong argument that this is not a earnings recession, for want of a better word. I mean, earnings will eventually come down for the market as a whole. Yeah. Um, but it's not an earnings recession. This, or or let, let's phrase, let's use better phraseology than that. Mm. This, this interest rate increase is not going to lead to an earnings recession, but it's leading to a market derating or a rating recession for want of a, a better description. I think before you go on, I think what you're saying is that there is that there are several different worlds. One world is companies that are almost immune to a potential recession and rising interest rates, and there is a real world where people have to go and shop and um, and have debt, and therefore their their shopping goes up every month, their basket goes up every month, and their Debt repayments yeah. go up, up up every month, and there's another world which I can't even begin to, to to think of. But there are several different worlds. But what you're saying is that the stock market world is very different to the real world. It always has been. Look, look. Ultimately, the stock market is incredibly accurate in tracking what happens in the economy. Now, what happens in the economy is twofold: it's interest rates and obviously economic growth patterns. But where people get confused is that the market looks ahead. It, it doesn't really discount per se what's directly happening today in the market. It takes some sort of view, which may be wrong yeah. in the shorter term, but it takes some sort of view of what are conditions going to be like over the next two or three years, not what are current conditions, what current conditions are like. So you'll find 
a market will fall even though the economy is doing well and earnings are good. And the market will pick up even though the economy is in a recession and earnings might also be in, in a recession because the market anticipates what's going to happen. And people often confuse that with that the market's not correlated with what's happening in the economy because, um, you know, after the big fall, I mean, the, the best example to use is COVID. After the big fall um, on, on the back of the lockdowns and the COVID, I mean, we had an incredibly strong rally and everyone's saying, you know, why is it rallying? The economy's shut down. There's one, two million people less with a job, blah, blah, blah. But the market looked ahead and said this will come to an end and there'll be some sort of recovery. And we've had a very, very strong bull market. So the market, the market doesn't dictate what happens in the economy. The economy dictates what happens in the market with the one, with the one caveat to all of that. The market looks ahead. It doesn't necessarily take, it doesn't assume that current conditions will stay in place for perpetuity. It actually looks ahead. Sometimes it's wrong, but over long time periods, the market's incredibly accurate at reflecting the underlying economy. In other words, earnings and interest rates. Yeah, but I think what I was trying to say in my in my introduction there, and probably rather clumsily, was that there are certain companies that don't obey the rules that you've just set out so eloquently. There are certain companies yes. like Amazon, like Alphabet, like Microsoft, yes, they are. that do different things to companies like, I don't know, Anglo-American PLC, uh, Kumba Iron Ore, or Walmart, or whatever it is. It's almost as though the market is fragmenting itself. Yeah, there there are always exceptions to that. You always get, let's call it, you get three kinds of companies. You get companies, well, you get four kinds. You get companies that track a very uh, volatile cycle, and they're the best is mining shares. Then you get companies that track the underlying economy, and the best example there are, Um, retail shares and utilities and banks as well. Then you get the third type of company where it's a new age, it's a new thing, it's a new sector. Mm. It's something, it's the 25th industrial revolution, whatever you want to call it. Now, most of the times those companies actually don't survive. eh? This time around, it truly is different. But you think of the dot-com, you think of the financial services bubble, you think of the housing bubble, all of these new age, this time around, it's different type of sectors and companies. Very few of them actually survive. It's just a hype in the market and it doesn't actually materialize or it materializes over a significantly longer time period than what the market was anticipating. But the the, the fangs nowadays are not like that. These companies are obviously they might, the shares might not get their previous ratings, but the companies themselves are clearly, you know, massive, massive companies that are going to survive and have got strong balance sheets and strong cash flows and massive customer base, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But then you get the fourth type of companies, yeah, which are essentially the, the blue chips, mm. like Walmart. Um, there's actually incredibly few true blue chips around that a lot of the pharmaceuticals are like that maybe some of the fashion houses are like that and maybe some really good retailers or really good asset managers are 
blue chip companies. But there are some um, of the glamour stocks of the last few years, Wayne, that are starting to become less glamorous. Their makeup has yes. been uh, has been washed Correct. away. I mean, like Netflix, for example, in the last quarter lost 972,000 subscribers because people simply haven't got the money to pay for this. Yeah. And also, yeah. more importantly, well, as important, is that there is so, there's so much composite competition. Amazon Prime yes. and Disney and yeah. all sorts of, of other things. I don't know about them too much, but they are the ones that are under pressure. And I yeah. think that Netflix, for example, which boosted the NASDAQ, at one stage was down nearly 75% from its yes. highs. Correct. So you have to be very yeah. careful, I think. Got to be careful. So um, Netflix, so in other words, well, let's go back to a little bit more theory. All of the high-flying companies eventually become normal companies. Now, let me explain that a bit. Yes, please. If you're in this one sector and you are printing money hand over fist and life is just too wonderful, serious cash from other people and other organizations get diverted to that sector because they see the success. Yeah. So the more successful you are, the more competition you're going to attract and that's what's happening to netflix and maybe that's what's going to happen to all the facts i can promise you tesla every single car manufacturer in the whole world is bringing out electric cars and spending an absolute fortune in their research and development so over the next year or two there are going to be so many electric cars out competing with tesla so because people see the share price they see the success of tesla and the money is flowing there now, maybe Google is different. I mean, I remember when the, when the internet started, everything was Microsoft Explorer. Eh? And at the time, you thought it was impossible that anyone could take its place. But it's gone now. It's not, it's not even around. And who knows, that might eventually happen to Google. Uh, I also remember, I mean, I'm not a big social media person at all, but I can remember donkeys years ago, the thing called MySpace. And everyone thought MySpace... Yeah. No one's going to beat this. Now, it doesn't even exist. It hasn't existed forever. So maybe at some stage, Facebook will get a big competitor. I mean, I know there are probably another 30 social media apps. I don't even know their names, whether it's TikTok or Instagram or whatever, Twitter and all of these things. But, you know, so whenever a company is truly successful, it by definition, a company or a sector or a business is truly successful, I mean, astonishingly successful, it will obviously attract competition. So ultimately, all of these high-flyer companies just become companies. They just got normal share ratings. They deliver earnings, but not this 100%, 200% increase in earnings. You know, they come down to a more normalized type of thing. And some of them may become blue chips. Who knows? Some of them may not survive. Um, I personally think that uh, Facebook and the social media companies have such enormous influence on public opinion that I think there could be proper legislatory action against them, you know, continuing legislatory action, because literally if they endorse in inverted commas a particular political candidate or a particular political view or, or unendorse you know, the governments don't like organizations that can sway public opinion 
hugely. That's why they've always tried to control the media and had different laws on the media. So I actually think that over time, their own success is going to attract more uh, legislatory interference. But yeah, I think that, that's um, a long story. I think that's what really alarmed me this week is that the, I've never read, I've never seen The Lord of the Rings. And you probably have I watched either. one or two of them. Yeah, okay. I watched one or two, yeah. All right, exactly. You don't sound too enamoured with them. But anyway, I've never watched them. I've never read the books. J.R. Tolkien, obviously a genius, but uh, it's it, it, fantasy. My life's a fantasy, so I don't need to read fantasies. I'd much rather watch, uh, you know, uh, Yeah, I've got a big science fiction fantasy. No, thing. exactly. Well, it's not science fiction. It's, 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 it's fantasy. But anyway, yeah. Amazon has spent on a TV series close to $1 billion dollars. I mean, I, yeah. I say and for, for streaming, I mean, I know there are diehard Lord of the Rings fans and this is a derivative of Lord of the Rings or whatever it is, because I don't understand. But that's an awful lot of money to claw back yeah. from subscriptions when you have to uh, compete with uh, three or four other um, platforms. Yeah, it's, it is enormous. But I mean, I'll, you know, as you know, fashions change. And I mean, when I was a youngster, every film was a cowboy film and you know, then you had war films and, you know, now you've got Marvel comic superhero films. and What cowboy and film did you watch in when you were Star youngster Wars. in Kimberley? What, what, no, what, what Kimberley, you, 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 you only saw cowboy films. Yeah, but which one did you watch? I mean, was it a real one? No, or I watched every one? John Wayne film. Huh? I watched every Terence Hill and Bud Spencer film. What about Clint Eastwood? Westerns. I watched Clint Eastwood as well, definitely. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're diversing again, as we always do. Let's have a look at uh, resources or retailers. We've only got uh, six minutes now. Uh, so resources or retailers, some really big announcements from some really big companies yes. this week, Wayne. Yeah. Well, look, the mining companies, the big platinum companies, their earnings halved. Kumba Iron Ore, the earnings halved, which is very typical of the cycle. Yeah. So even though the earnings have halved, they're still incredibly good earnings. You know, and they've still got, I mean, Kumba Iron Ore return on equity is almost a hundred percent. You know, so I'm actually quite bullish mining commodity shares longer term. Not right now. I think there could still be some weakness over the next six months. But if I was forced to make a decision today on a five year view, I would buy the mining shares. At the moment, the retailers hmm. Interesting. Okay. are defying gravity. Because all you hear, and, and I know it's the media, and I know it's the hype, and I know it's the whole story about, you know, South Africa. South Africans love being negative about their own country. You know, when you listen to commentary and, you know, social commentary and media commentary, you know, the whole country is falling into a heap. But yet, look at the retailer earnings. I mean, the worst of them was Woolworths, but that was only bad because of the lockdown in Australia. If you look at the South African results, they weren't great, but they weren't terrible. Look at but True all Woods. the rest, all the rest of True Woods, ShopRite, all the rest of them, the results were astonishingly good. Mm. Well, it was, I, I you know, suppose so it's a post-Brexit breakout, if, you, if, if, if I can use that phrase. Uh, but on the other hand, what happens now? You've had the... I've, I've, I've been locked down for so long. I've got this pent-up spending power. Out I go and buy it. And there's specials and everything else. And it does well. But then, can it sustain that momentum? I don't know. No, it can never, it can never sustain those growth rates. No. So there must be an element of base effects because although 
when you're reporting for the year to June this year, in the last six months of last year, there was no lockdown on clothing sales. There was, you know, there might have been some liquor outlets and restaurants that may have been affected because of liquor sales and restricted trading out, out you know, restricted trading hours. Yes. But there was no lockdown. There was no restriction on clothes sales in the second half of last year. You know, so they, they were just astonishingly good. Woolworths results, I mean, forget about Australia and the lockdown in Australia. I was quite disappointed with their food results. Clearly, ShopRite and Pick and Pay are starting to eat Woolworths lunch here because their food results, I mean, they barely showed positive growth. It was actually relatively poor. And Pick and Pay clothing, other than, forget about two words, Pick and Pay clothing was also astonishingly good. Well, that's where you buy your clothes, isn't it? I mean, you, you, you buy... I either buy it Pick and Pay or Macro, yeah. We are about all my clothes, in fact. Okay. And your, your partner approves of this, does she? Oh, totally. Totally. We're very, very simple. Uh, we're, not, we're not fancy people. Um, I only own one branded clothing item, and that was given to me by my daughter-in-law yes. because she happened to work for the company that sold it and she got it at a special price. What was it, Gantt or something? Uh, Yes. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Otherwise, I own uh, the only the only ones I own are Campmaster, which is the macro brand, or whatever the <laughs> sort of house brand is. Actually, Campmaster is very nice. They've got nice clothes. Yeah, no, they're absolutely fantastic. They're like um, a K-way in a way, uh, sort of a poor yes, man's yeah. K-way, or rather a man that doesn't care about what he looks like. Sort of K-way is Campmaster. No, so. but that's one of the. That's one of the advantages of getting old. You actually don't care what other people think of you and what you look like. It's, no, exactly. it's, it's just not of interest. You don't have to be cool anymore. But it's actually uh, wonderful. It's very liberating. Actually, it's uh, it, it's actually very cool indeed. I mean, it's a, a sort of a, a bizarro cool because what happens is that yeah. you, because you're not it's, cool, you become cool, and that's the way the world yeah. works. It works at the moment. Unfortunately, we can't talk about food, but I did want to talk you to talk to you about something called brisket. I don't know if you've ever eaten brisket. Yes, I have, but it's not my favourite. Ah, you see, maybe that. I've just had a bad experience with brisket, uh, like your mother with her stew. Um, yeah, well, I think she used brisket, and I think that's you know you you get deeply psychologically scarred by these <laughs> things, and it lasts with you. It lasts your whole life. Eh? I'm sure it does, um, as will your K-Way or um, Campmaster uh, clothes, Wayne. They'll, they'll last forever. Uh, but next week, please remind me to talk to you about brisket, because brisket is a very interesting story. I've got a good story on that. But, uh, Wayne, unfortunately, I have to go now. Wayne, thank you so much for your time. Wayne McCurry is a portfolio manager at FNB Wealth and Investment, and that was Wayne on Wednesday. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.